Ladies and gentlemen, this is still behind the steel curtain. I'm your deputy editor, Michael Beck. Uh, joined as always by Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, first part of our show, we talked to Seth Payne. Uh, I, I believe he spent five years in the Jags. Or it might have been four years in the Jags and then five years in – no, I have this backward. No, 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 I got it right because uh, the, the, the Texans weren't a team until he got there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so – 10-year NFL veteran. Um, that, was, that was a fun conversation. What did you think of uh, Seth Jeffrey? No, he was a fantastic guest. That was a great, great, great interview. He has no. so much great content. There's so much to talk oh, yeah. about. <laughs> I, I, I hate only having 30 minutes because I'm pretty sure he must have played in both Three Rivers and Heinz Field. I, th- if, if I had another question, I, I would have asked him what, what it was like, uh, the difference between playing in those two facilities. But uh, next time. <laughs> yep. Um. So uh, throwing it straight to you, uh, what are you most looking forward to in this game? Well, he talked. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when he was talking about their trouble picking up blitzes, and then he talked specifically about their trouble picking up stunts. Um, that That's big because the Steelers stunt more than pretty much anyone. They run more tackle end stunts than pretty much anyone, especially on our right side with Bud Dupree and Cam Hayward. Their, their stunts, I've written about it in my Bud Dupree stuff, their stunts are wicked, and they are brutal. Uh, Bud Dupree came free on a stunt. That's when he got the strip sack that knocked uh, Drew Locke out of the game. That's That was on a stunt. Um, so they're, they're absolutely brutal. And when he talks about people getting by in ways that don't make sense, we have seen plays where Bud Dupree just goes in to jam the guard and hits him hard enough that Bud Dupree comes free. Like he comes yeah. in, hits the guard, gets the guard because he'll start a speed rush up the side. The tackle starts dropping back. The guard tries to engage Cameron Hayward to take away that bull rush, and and Bud Dupree's actually able to hit the guard straight on from the side. And on those, he'll often he'll often be able to just hit him, peel off, and go after the quarterback. If, if they're able to get those kind of rushes going, this game could be really ugly. Like it could get bad, um, because. That's like everything he described as their weaknesses in pass protection is the Steelers' strengths. Yeah, and when we look at the other side of the ball for the Houston Texans, uh, they have a, a few wide receivers that if you looked at that receiving core about four years ago with the guys they got on there, I would tell you I am absolutely petrified. Um, yeah. They all seem like over-the-hill kind of type players, but which of those guys kind of scare you in this one? I think – I think. Uh, Someone you talked about. I'm terrible with names. Um, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Will Fuller, because he Deshaun Watson likes him. Like, you know, he has that connection with Deshaun Watson. I'm going to say, if people didn't pick it up when he was describing Deshaun Watson, I was going to tell him, like, well, we know exactly what you're talking about because we have Ben Roethlisberger, who was that player who was, like, 10 years into his career, was like, Todd Haley wants me to do pre-snap and post-snap reads. What's this? You know, like I just I run around and I throw the football deep. That's what I do. Um, so he reminds me a lot of Ben. And then you look at that receiver core, and I'm like, man, like it's like instead of the young money crew, it's like the old money crew. <laughs> it really is. Like yeah, if like, we can turn back the clock, then I suppose yeah. they got something. But yeah, that's it. Kind of reminds me of that. Um, I actually find their I find what he is going for in their offense interesting because you have a Randall Cobb. Then you have those three speed guys. So you're, you're kind of running, pushing a lot of things deep. Then they're they're moving their tight end. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff with their tight end. And they've got receiving running backs. So it's like they are pushing your defense back. 
And the offense is almost designed to kind of run through these running backs and with a lot of targets to the tight end with all the space that the wide receivers are creating. The problem is, like the Steelers had when uh, Todd Haley came here his first year, is they have a quarterback who doesn't want to throw those. He wants to he wants to throw the deep balls. He doesn't want to take those those easy little routes. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I kind of like the idea of their offense, uh, even though the way they did it by getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins doesn't make any sense at all. You know, that's like trading Jerry Rice because you want someone with more speed. Like why? Like change your offense, <laughs> make it work around that guy. Now, I, I think I, I heard a reason that is uh, believable on my behalf uh, because Hopkins wanted that uh, that big money deal, like to be paid the highest wide receiver and the Texans also wanting to uh, get the contract negotiated, negotiation done with Deshaun Watson. I think that's why it, it, it ended up uh, that Bill O'Brien was like, yeah, all right, well, screw you or <laughs> trade you away because we yeah. have to find Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like, like the people who talk about trading Bud. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know what, maybe we should just keep him for this year and let him go. But, you know, if you're a person looking at the future and saying we're not there yet, you might say, you know, why are we holding on to Deshaun, you know, to Hopkins when we're not going to do it next year? You know, let's yeah. get what we can for him and, and rebuild. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the, the way that is probably that was brought about. Um, speaking of Deshaun Watson, though, um, we asked Seth uh, – whether or not we thought he'd be a future MVP in this league. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Is Deshaun Watson one of those guys? He could be. Um, but like, I, I love the comparison. I, he's he's kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to be one of those guys that flies under the radar. He's not going to be a, a Peyton Manning type, like a, like a Patrick Mahomes, who's just the entire offense is based on his arm or Lamar Jackson, who, uh, you know, all the highlight plays are him. All the highlight plays in that offense are him. Deshaun's not going to be that guy. He's going to be a guy who makes mistakes. He's going to be a guy who makes great throws, but he's not going to have those ridiculous efficiency numbers that that are all the rage right now in the NFL for for MVPs. I, I would see him more likely to be like a Super Bowl MVP than in, than an NFL MVP, which frankly I'd rather have. If, yeah. you know, if I'm a fan. Yeah. Rings over everything. Uh, I think that's what what everyone would uh, would agree with, but. Just saying it is strange, hypothetical. That say this game becomes a, like a shootout, high-scoring affair. Uh, can Ben Roethlisberger hang with these young guys if it came down to going throw for throw with Deshaun Watson and the other young quarterbacks this league? I think he can, mostly because of his receiver core. Hmm. I think the more if you get into a shootout and your defense is getting tired, the Steelers have you. The Steelers will have your number. Just I mean, all of a sudden Deontay Johnson is breaking a short pass for a big gain and then you're 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 gonna slip and Jake Claypool is gonna get deep on you you know you're gonna have a bad mismatch on James Washington and you can just throw it to him stuff like that will happen uh actually I actually have an interesting note that I want to bring in here uh if the game is a shootout if the if the Texans are getting up this field they're scoring our defense is like we don't know what we're doing we suddenly forgot how to play football um Houston this is this is one of the interesting stats I came by Houston only has three touchbacks and eight kicks, and they are one of the shortest kickoff teams hmm. in the NFL. They're one of the lesser kickoff teams in the NFL. And the Steelers are the second, according to uh, Football Outsiders, right now we're number two in kick returns for kick return efficiency. And we've been talking, looking at like Ray Ray McLeod. He's gotten close a couple of times to breaking one. But if this team actually becomes a higher scoring affair where we're seeing kickoffs, where we're seeing a lot of punts, 
and kickoffs. This that could be a factor. Ray Ray McLeod could break one. Um, I mean, if the game's going the way we want and, and the the Texans have two kickoffs all game, then then probably not. But if they're getting four or five kickoffs, we might see one. We might see some big throw big runs. I tell you what, I think I, I would virtually guarantee Ray Ray is going to take one back to the house this year. He, he's just been too electric for it not to happen. I, I, like unless the Steelers are just completely shutting teams out each and every weekend, there's just that one opening kickoff that uh, they get. I suppose that's the universe. It doesn't happen. Um, but I kind of take it back to the Steelers receivers here, specifically Chase Claypool and Eric Ebron. I, I feel like the Texans don't have the guys that can match up with those two. Uh, of course, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, I think the stat on PFF today was that when Ben Roethlisberger targeted targeted him, uh, he, he had a pass rating of 158.3, which is the, the perfect pass rating. And then uh, in Mike Tomlin's press conference today is that uh, when he was asked about Eric Ebron's target uh, numbers, he said basically to stay tuned. I, I, I have a feeling uh, that this is could be like the, the game for these guys. For these two guys specifically, I, I know Chase has already made some sp- splash plays, a couple receptions for Eric Ebron here and there. Do you think there's a, a, any or, or or how the Texans, I guess, would try to defend them just because I, I don't see how it's going to work? Well, the Texans have used multiple safeties, um, but really they don't they don't have the people. They don't have the people to match that, especially with Chase Claypool. Um, I mean, Justin Reed is solid, but he's older. He's never been like that that speed to the edge. And Houston does like to play a lot of deep zone. So I could see a game where they're just like, we're going to sit back. We're going to take our lumps. We're going to let you drive down the field, but we're not going to give you a deep shot to chase Claypool. Like we will flat out double him on the outside with that safety <clears throat> deep and let, and keep the cornerback with him. And, you know, you know, like they could cover four, but the, but the guy up front is a corner who drops back too. Um, they can, they can do all kinds of things like that and, and stop him. Uh, but that, that opens it up for Ebron. Like I, I, I could see one of them. I don't think you'll see really a game where both of them are going off. Uh, that's not likely. But for one of them, I think this could be the week. And uh, and for me, I'm leaning towards Ebron. Like he said, they don't have the linebackers. Their strategy is to play off the ball and try to prevent big plays because they know they don't have the talent to run with everybody. So they're just they're they have to play back. They have to play off. And I think we could we could see this be a game where Ebron uh, or or a James Conner, we saw what he did against San Diego last year. We could see a game where James Conner just gets all the dump offs in the world and and tears up the entire game. Right now, I want to load this up. Um, Tom Vallejo asking about I believe Kevin Dotson here if he can handle JJ Watt. The the thing coming out of uh, practice today, uh, David Castro in a knee brace, but he's a full participant in practice. Is there any worry here um, with uh, DeCastro likely making his season debut uh, against one of the greatest defensive players in the history of this game? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is. This is this is one of my key worries. Like if this game – like he was saying if this game goes bad, they win the turnover margin. To me, if this game goes bad, it's J.J. Watt looks better than he has in years. If you want to, if you want to get a little afraid, go back and watch that Baltimore Ravens game, and look what JJ Watt was doing to the Ravens. He was a beast. And this game, he is fed up. He's tired of losing. This is his team's best shot in the first three games on paper to get a win. He's facing off against his brothers. Extra motivation, 
and he's facing either David DeCastro in a knee brace, first game back, from not just from missing the first two weeks, but missing a lot of training camp. He's been missing practices. He's missed part of training camp. He has missed a lot of time. His first game back or Kevin Dotson in his second ever start. And while I was impressed with Kevin Dotson, I love him. And I've been saying, like, they can't take him off the field. They have to find a way to get this guy back on the field. He's phenomenal for a, for a rookie. At the same point, there is no way. I want Kevin Dotson trying to block J.J. Watt because I don't care how big and strong he is. I don't care how fundamentally sound he is for a rookie. J.J. Watt is bigger and stronger, and he knows all the tricks, literally all of them. Like All of the stuff that T.J. Watt has been throwing down on people, he learned from his brother. They're his brother's move. His brother has all of T.J. Watt's moves, has all that speed and power, and has a lot more size and length. Kevin Dotson cannot face his second game against J.J. Watt. And in my opinion, the way the, the first number one way the Houston Texans win this game is J.J. is getting to Ben. Ben's not young. Ben's 38 years old. Uh, he, he doesn't. He's not going to take getting hit very well. And if J.J. Watt is coming in and getting him a couple of times, even like if he gets three quarterback hits in like the first quarter, that gives him a shot. That gives him a shot to win this game. Uh, because that's you're going to wear him out. He, he said after his first week, uh, he said, everything hurts but my shoulder. Everything hurts but my elbow. I'm like, <laughs> he's 38. we got to keep him upright. Right. Now, J.J. Watt, two sacks away from 100 on his career. Uh, is he going to do it in front of his brothers this week? I think so. Me too. I think we're going to see – this is my one – my big prediction for this game is we're going to see J.J. Watt do something against the Steelers – offense and the next drive you're going to see tj watt go crazy trying to like get a sack of his own to match up with his brother because like he said there's always that brother that takes it a little more competitively than everyone else and in my opinion if you watch their interactions that's tj tj watt is the one who's just like whatever my brothers do i'm going to do it better i'm going to i'm going to however hard they work i'm going to work harder Mm -hmm. you know however long they're doing whatever they're doing i'm going to learn to do it and then i'm going to do it better than them he is that guy, in my opinion. So I think we could see this kind of face-off where J.J. Watt does something, T.J. comes out and does something, J.J. Watt comes back and out and trumps that. It, it could be a show. Hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get started because if J.J. Watt is making plays, uh, our quarterback is, is going to be in trouble. It would make for great TV, though, for uh, non-Steeler fans, to say the least. Um my, my big prediction in this, I know we're talking about this off air, but uh, I, I really have a feeling that uh, Mike Tomlin's going to go in the old playbook and uh, put TJ out on that old tackle eligible tight end play and uh, throw Derek Watt out there at fullback and have all three brothers uh, go to battle on, on one play. I, I just have like it, it, it just fits too well with how the Steelers have kind of ran stuff like like dressing five running backs against the Bills when when you had a shortage of defensive linemen. Uh, mm-hmm. You have all the Edmonds out there, which is not like anywhere near the historical family that the Watts are yeah. in, in this day and age. Do you think there's any chance that that happens or would that just be a, a crazy throwaway play to have uh, those three guys out there at the same time? I can see that on like a goal line play. I could yeah. see that where like they use TJ Watt as a third tight end, uh, but you but you'd you'd have to have the other two out there. You couldn't. You, I don't think Tomlin would do it and be like, 
we're taking Eric Ebron out and putting TJ Watt in because then like T <laughs> my only fear there would be TJ Watt gets hurt. TJ Watt like twists mm-hmm. his ankle. And the T Steelers are like, what did we just do? What if like we just threw away the season? Great. That's awesome. Um, I do want to see Derek Watt. I want to see Derek Watt go and, and block his brother. I want to see Tomlin be like, we're sending you out there. You know, we're going to one, you know, your, your job is to chip your brother. Just, you know, go up and hit him in the ribs a good one and make him know you're there. Uh, I, I just want to, I want to see a play like that. I want to see what Derek would do. I'd love to see Derek try and block JJ. I'd love to see, I'd love to see him actually do it. I'd love to see yeah. Derek like stone JJ. And, and then afterwards just be like TJ, Watt, like show TJ Watt on the sideline and the television video being like going crazy. That'd be phenomenal. Oh man, I want to see that so bad now. <laughs> uh, that that is definitely going to be a matchup matchup to watch for. At the very least, I feel like there's going to be like a Derek Watt JJ Watt like it, like, it, it just fits too well with the, the mo yeah. of like this whole game. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so surprised it's not like a prime timer. It, it, like it, it's just one of those narrative games, but it pushes the, the needle. The announcers could do their favorite thing to do and spend like 40 minutes talking about something that doesn't involve the game. Exactly. Like, just be like, hey, look, did we mention Derek White and J.J. Watt are related? They're on the field at the same time. Wow. And they're related. Wow. pictures of them in kindergarten. Like, you know, like they do. Like they love to do. They really do. And uh, I'm sure we'll still get a, a lot of that, but not the not to the level of those NBC Sunday Nighters where they'll, they'll pull out every picture that the brothers didn't even know they had. But um, getting more back to the, to the real game stuff, uh, I'm curious to know uh, your big X factors in this one. Well, my biggest uh, – I got one more thing I cover before that. Sure. Uh, a big thing I'm looking forward to this game, the Houston Texans like to stretch the field. I think this is the game – the Steelers have talked about it. We're not going to blitz heavy every game. I think this game you see more of a throwback to 2019 defense – I think you're going to see some of their creative cover three packages. I think you're going to see some cover four packages. I think you're going to see Minka sliding down. I think you're going to see Cam Sutton deep. I think you're going to see all three cornerbacks deep and both the safeties up. I think you're going to see the stuff that we threw down last year when this secondary was a nightmare to deal with. And I think we're going to see that this game because it fits. It fits so well in a game where they have three deep threats and they've got running backs that come out. We have packages to stop that. We saw them last season. So when he was talking about like we're gonna we got they've got to hit some deep shots and, and they're talking about their vulnerability to stunts, that he's he's basically telling us that the 2019 Steelers defense is the exact defense you want against right. this Houston Texans team. I'm really excited to see. Uh, I think our secondary will have a much better game than they've had against the first two opponents. Well, and on top of that, I think the Steelers' front four, like they really only need to rush those four guys against yeah. against this Texans front. Uh, even if they keep the the running back in and they they double team both Bud and TJ, I, I still see the guys in the middle getting home. Uh, like, oh, yeah. I, I just, I think this is exactly the game for that, just specifically because of the discrepancy in talent. So I wouldn't be surprised by that in the slightest. Their left guard and center haven't been doing the best either. So that's that's Cam Hayward. Like yeah. that's that's Cam Hayward's area. That it could be a big day for him. Yeah, could you imagine like like this whole Watt head to head, and then the 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 biggest uh, player in the defensive side in the, the whole game is Cam Hayward or someone not named uh, a Watt? <laughs> I would love that. Cam Hayward went off. That would be a, that would be a great story. He's like Cam Hayward outdoes JJ Watt, and then he comes off the game. He's like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm the best. What? Like, what do you think I am? Oh man. Oh goodness. And again, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like the 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 the, the talent and the plays can really come from anywhere on this uh, defensive front. So, well, the entire defense really. It's it's such a stacked unit that we've talked about so much, but. Getting back to that, the, the X Factory stuff, yeah. uh, I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Uh, my X Factors, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two. The first one is the Steelers coaching. Uh, do, we, do we go blitzing? Uh, do we go with the, the, the 11 personnel? Or, or do we do things where we put Derek Watt on the stinking offense and let him run the ball? This defensive line can't doesn't stop the run well. You know, and if you can set that up, you're, you're taking J.J. Watt's pass rush out of the game. Sure, he's an absolute beast in run support too. But just run the other way and have David DeCastro step out and wall him off. You know, do something to take care of him up in the backside and run to the right. Run to your, your left, their right side. You know, just, just do that. Get Derek Watt in there and let the man block for James Conner. Um, my other big X factor is when the Steelers are on defense, how we are matching up with their running backs. Um, we saw it last week. I've, I've been saying, I have to point this out because I've been saying, I'm tired of seeing Vince Williams out there, you know, to match up with a, a receiving tight end. Last week they were doing it. They had two, re- two tight ends and a running back out there, and the Steelers went nickel matching up Vince Williams with their blocking tight end, uh, Devin Bush with the running back, and Terrell Edmonds with the tight end. When we screwed up some assignments, we still ended up with them getting Devin Bush on Noah Fan because we made mental mistakes. But they're doing that. Can they can they get that going better? Can they cover both those running backs? Because uh, if they can stop those running backs and force Deshaun Watson to throw into some deep coverages like we threw last season where no one was getting anything deep on us, that's the game, man. That's going to force turnovers. That's buying time for those stunts and people getting home. We're going to force some fumbles. Like if that if that happens, it's it's pretty much done. We've got them. Yeah, and to me, my X factor is uh, whether or not uh, Sean Watson uh, has a little bit of magic in him for this game. Uh, I think he need to do something incredible, like a, a number of those dance around, break out of three tackles, run down the sideline, and chuck up a 50 yard bomb that's a complete fluke reception like and it's funny to say that and think that and you're just like oh yeah that's not going to happen but it's still deshaun watson and it's still entirely possible that it could like Uh, to do against teams that you simply didn't do that against yeah and (laughs) you know what like uh, i i think tackling one of the simplest things in the game yeah. They got to wrap up and just get him down. Uh, there's a couple times that uh, Jeff Driscoll and Drew Locke were were breaking out of stuff, uh, and uh, you you just can't let that happen, especially uh, especially at this level, really. Um, but before I ask you uh, our game prediction uh, final score, uh, going back to the old uh, pluck one person off the roster and throw them on the Steelers question, uh, who do you who do you like most out of uh, the Houston Texans? Um. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not get myself in trouble. I'm gonna say JJ Watt. <laughs> we'll we'll use him as a, I don't know where we'll put him. We'll use six linemen. I don't know. We'll we'll put him on there somewhere. Uh, my my real answer would be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'd take Deshaun Watson and just be like, Hey Ben, <laughs> it's, 
Really what a sorry. great run. Um, but have you considered, you know, getting out of here yet? Because uh, I think Deshaun Watson is that kind of a guy. I think he's yeah. that level of player. Yeah, I, I feel like if he had more talent around him, I, I think he'd be viewed a, a little more highly uh, amongst the rest of the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I know Des- Deshaun Watson would be my pick too. Uh, ben could finally be the offensive coordinator. He he already is, <laughs> uh, but just in title now. But uh, Ben, I, call I, and play for Deshaun. Exactly. Uh, you know Deshaun, what? You're gonna do take it, run over to the defensive lineman, stiff arm him, and then throw the ball at the back of the end zone and nail a bomb. Someone would be like, that's not a, that's not a play. On two, on two. Oh, goodness. All righty. So it's time for for our game predictions. Uh, Who who are you feeling uh, in this game and what's the final score? Uh, I, I really, really think this, uh, as much as our pass rush has been doing, this is the pass rush game. I think this is also the game set up for that secondary to make an impact. I see a defensive touchdown finally coming on the board here. Um, and I, I think we see T.J. Watt going crazy, trying to outdo his brother J.J. And I'm going to go 31-17 Steelers. It's funny. Every time we do this and write the articles, I'm always feeling a number because I'm sitting here like 31-16. I don't know. Like, but it always seems like our numbers are really close. And every yeah. time we go to write the articles, I have to change my number because I, I don't have an <laughs> identical score, which makes me chuckle. Um, now I'm going to, I'm going to dial the Steelers score back a little bit and same with the Texans, uh, because I think the Steelers are going to need to run the ball a lot to be successful in this one and, uh, chew up the clock a little bit. So I'm going to go Steelers 24, uh, Texans 13, uh, breaking the spread, but, uh, still, uh, still putting the work in there, which well, uh, if, they're, if they're running the ball, but they're putting Derek Watt out there, what was it? We're averaging per rush with him out there. Eight, eight point, no, I guess eight yards per carry with Derek yeah. Watt on the field. So he, he, if they're out there with Derek Watt on the field and they're running the ball, it might still be a blowout. <laughs> it might still run uh, the score up. Really, it really, really could. Um, <laughs> man, Ben Roethlisberger could not have gotten a better schedule to uh, to ease his way back into the season, and the Texans could not have had a harder AFC schedule to start this year off. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, going to be that team that the second half suddenly everyone's like, whoa, they came alive in the second half, and it's like – I mean, did you check their schedule? Like, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they're playing the, the Jets and the Browns, and it's like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they've got the like the, the FC North was their was their divisional like that's their one division they're playing, and they Ravens and Steelers are weeks two and three. Like, there you go. Chiefs I, are gone. Sure. Like you're done with the Chiefs. Like you've got their schedule is just dropping off now. It's cakewalk now, uh, but. <laughs> I don't think they got Buffalo, but I think they got New England. So that's uh, that that's a little nicer on them. Yeah. But uh, we're getting to the top of the top of the hour here, so I think it's time to sign out. Uh, thank you to everyone in the live chat for uh, hanging out with us. If you're listening on the podcast platform, make sure to, to give us those uh, five star ratings. Leave a comment. I, I know our uh, one of our co editor Jeff Hartman likes uh, reading out those comments on the podcast platform. Uh, uh, so get those in, uh, and uh, you might hear uh, your thoughts on uh, our our. Uh, what tri-weekly, I guess, uh, Let's Ride uh, podcast. So uh, make sure you're also clicking over on to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your uh, Steelers information. Uh, we got it all from breaking news to uh, to insight to opinion stuff. And you'll always see great stuff from Jeffrey on there, all his film breakdowns, and uh, you'll see the occasional thing from me here and there pop up as well. Um, thank you guys again for hanging out. Uh, and as always, I tell you to tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Have a great night, guys. Good night.